The church calendar is preparing to flip a page into the new year. Today, with Christ the King Sunday, we are closing out the liturgical calendar with the declaration that Jesus is indeed Lord, King, Savior, and in charge, reigning over all creation. To better prepare ourselves for the season of Advent, we look to what Christ tells us will happen upon his return. Reverend Fleming Rutledge writes, There is no other day in the Christian calendar quite like this one. On this last Sunday of the liturgical year, we look both backward and forward. We look back on the completed story of the earthly ministry of Jesus as we have followed him all year, from Christmas to Holy Week to Easter to Pentecost. But more, as the first Sunday of Advent approaches, we look forward on this day to the second coming of the Lord, the future time when, as St. Paul writes, every knee will bow and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is indeed Lord. The truth is often difficult to hear. Growing up, I can remember staying with my grandparents over the summer, or for a week, a week at grandma's house. And every morning, like the good oldest grandchild that I am, I would walk out to the end of the driveway and I would retrieve the Washington Post, the Washington Times, along with the Wall Street Journal. You see, my grandmother read all three of these papers every day in an attempt to figure out what was true in the daily news. It would be like you today, listening to NPR on your way to work and then listening to conservative talk radio on the way home. Hopefully between the two, you might be able to find the truth. Colonel Jessup, in the 1992 film, A Few Good Men, was right. In the colonel's exchange with Lieutenant Caffey, he shouted, You can't handle the truth! He continued, You don't want the truth. In Jesus' final parable, before he makes his way to the cross, sets the scene for his final judgment. His final judgment on us. At first glance, Jesus' parable reads like he has run out of grace. The parable of the final judgment sounds like Jesus has reached the bottom of the no matter what you do, I love you barrel. We need to remember, though, the soundtrack of the New Testament is grace. Grace is God's love for you. God loves you just as you are, but God loves you so much to not leave you just as you are. Grace is God's unmerited favor. In his letter to the Ephesians, St. Paul drops this truth bomb. For by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God, not the result of works so that one may boast. Jesus says, the sheep will be moved to the right and the goats are separated to the left. The sheep fed the hungry. The sheep offered water to the thirsty. The sheep welcomed the stranger. The sheep clothed the naked and cared for the sick. The sheep went and visited the prisoners. And as the sheep did these things, the truth, unbeknownst to them, is they did these actions to Christ. The sheep fed Jesus when he was hungry. The sheep offered water to Christ when he was thirsty. The sheep welcomed Jesus as a stranger. 
The sheep clothed Jesus when he was naked and cared for Christ when he was sick. The sheep even visited Jesus when he was imprisoned. Even though the sheep did not know the truth of what they were doing, the good shepherd rewarded them with an inheritance that had been prepared for them. That's the sheep on the right. Then there are the goats. The goats did not do everything for Jesus that the sheep did. So the goats, like the talent-saving servant and the wedding banquet guest who refused to wear the correct garment, for them, awaits eternal punishment. We can read this parable and think that no matter how much we have done, the truth is that it is not enough, so we had better do more. This understanding of Jesus' words is exacerbated because we live in the epicenter of personal achievement. We read this parable and naturally make it about us, and thus we have decided that we have done enough to be considered sheep, or we believe ourselves to be goats with work to do. If Christianity can be distilled into doing what Jesus said, then there's no need for Jesus. If we can complete a checklist and save ourselves, then Jesus is not the Savior of the world, which means we can go ahead and cancel Advent and Christmas. Don't misunderstand me. Of course, what we do matters. Of course, what you do matters. Good works are important. Good works, by definition, are good. But, and it's a big but, so you know that it doesn't lie, the truth of Jesus' final parable is that all our godly good deeds cannot be tallied on a heavenly scorecard. When presented with their calculated results, the sheep on the right had no clue they were doing good to Jesus. The sheep asked, Lord, when was it? We saw you hungry and gave you food. We're thirsty and gave you something to drink. And when was it that we saw you a stranger and welcomed you or naked and gave you clothing? And when was it we saw you sick or in prison and visited you? You see, the sheep had no clue what they were doing. The works of the sheep were not done to be counted by the good shepherd. Instead, the sheep acted out of love and were caught up in the joy of the good shepherd. So what are the goats? They asked, Lord, when was it that we saw you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or naked or sick or in prison and did not take care of you? Did you hear it? I'll read it again. Lord, when was it that we saw you and did not take care of you? You see, the goats did not not do good things. Verse 44 says, They fed the hungry, offered water to the thirsty, welcomed strangers, clothed the naked, and even might have visited the prisoner or the sick. The goats came to the good shepherd prepared to justify themselves, believing dependence on their deeds was good enough. The truth we cannot handle is that this final parable is not about the list of do-gooder achievements each of us counts up. Before any of our good, bad, or indifferent works, God has been preparing a place for you, for every last one of us. The sheep were invited 
to a place that was prepared for them, a place that is prepared for you. The place of punishment was not prepared for the goats. The goats do not have to go where they are going. They get to where they are going because they bought the lie that they have earned, that we have earned, that which can only be inherited. Remember, heaven is full of nothing but forgiven sinners who, through grace, become saints. The truth is that whether you think yourself as a sheep or a goat, we all find refuge in Christ Jesus who abides with us. Jesus is for you and always will be. Jesus' promise to be with us is not because of your list of good things. No, Jesus is yours. Jesus is mine because of our, because of my, because of your inadequacy. So here's a truth that I hope you can handle. Jesus is present in your hunger and thirst. Jesus is present when no one welcomes you. If you are sick or naked, remember you are clothed in the grace of God. And when you feel as though you are a prisoner to the demands of the goats, know that the good shepherd invites you to an inheritance greater than any nation or lesser Lord can offer. I offer this to you in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen.